Hey, 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 this is Ty, the Family Made Mom, coming to you today. We are talking about developing an ear that hears. On Monday, we talked about difficult conversations and what those difficult conversations are and what the word difficult means. Uh, conversations, we said it's just a talk, but difficult is something that's hard, something that's strenuous, something that's awkward. Um... So when we talk about developing an ear to hear, we know that developing is growing into something. Um, but I want to talk about breaking down the ear, hearing, um, and how sound goes through the ear. Um, I know you're like, ah, oh, man, that's a little bit technical. But when we think about how sound goes through the ear, we ought to be able to hear the different sounds, the different cries, our discernment ought to be able to kick in. Our discernment is our God, a kind of ability to understand what's really going on. Um, I don't know what it is, but I really like the term what's eating Gilbert. Great. The movie was great too. Uh, but when I think of that, I think of our discernment is what allows us to know what's going on. When we look in someone's eyes, our discernment allows us to see What's going on? When we hear someone speaking, our discernment kicks in and says, oh, I can really hear that you're sad. By the tone of your voice, by your posture, you know, um, we can we can be able to see, oh, wow, this is what you're really going through. In spite of what you're saying, in spite of what you may be trying to mask, this is what's really going on. So let's talk about it. When we think of an ear, so remember we're in uh, Google, uh, Ear, it says the organ of hearing and balance in humans and other vertebrates, especially the external part of this. And it says lug, ear hole, shell-like. And it says an organ, of, organ sensitive to sound in other animals and ability to recognize, appreciate, and reproduce sounds, especially music or language. I want to think of this right quick. I like the word that says the organ of hearing and balance. And it also says an ability to recognize, appreciate, and reproduce sounds. If I say somebody has an ear for music, okay, um, they recognize, appreciate, and reproduce that sound. But when we talk about the ear, the hearing and the balance, the hearing and the balance, so when we look at the word hear, the word hear means to perceive with the ear the sound made by someone or something. It also says it is to be told or informed of. So when I think of me perceiving with the ear the sound made by someone or something, I am perceiving or I am becoming aware or conscious of Something that's what the word perceive means. So I'm becoming aware with my ear the sound made by someone or something. Okay, so when we think of how sound goes through the ear, it says sound waves enter the ear, sound waves entering the ear travel through the external auditory canal before striking the eardrum and causing it to vibrate. The eardrum. And then it goes in uh, to a little technical part. The eardrum's connected to the malleus, one of the three small bones in the, of the middle ear, 
also called the hammer, it transmits sound vibrations to the incus, which passes them to the stapes. So there is a process, is what I'm saying, okay? There's a process. No, I'm not breaking down each piece of the ear because that's totally not it. All I want you to think of is how the sound waves are entering your spiritual ear. We're not talking about your actual ear. We're talking about the spiritual ear this time because we're developing an ear that hears. Why is this needed? Because remember we said when we're having, getting ready to have a difficult conversation, we have to be able to get to a point where before we have that conversation, we have to be able to break that thing down. Well, even some conversations are going to just be sporadic, random. They're just going to be at any given moment, bam, here's the conversation, now be ready. So with that, I have to be at a point where I'm able to be conscious and aware of what is being told to me. I have to be able to slow down and I have to be able to hear through my spiritual ear the place where there's hearing and balance, where there's sound coming through there. And I'm bringing balance to the words that are coming through so that I can then be able to relate or speak properly to help someone else. That's the goal. The goal is making sure that I am speaking back to the person what I need to say correctly. But in order to do that, I have to hear them correctly. That's just like the Bible talks about how his sheep know his voice and a stranger, they will not follow. Well, in order to hear his voice and know that it's him, it's from relationship, right? I got to have a relationship with the Lord. Otherwise, I don't know his voice from someone else's voice. But because we're developing this relationship, now we have a relationship with the Lord. And now we're at a point, not only do I have this relationship with the Lord, but I'm also able to know the difference between his voice and someone else's. I know what his voice sounds like. I know what he will and will not say. I know how he sounds when he's not too pleased with me. I know what he sounds like when he's warning me. I know what he sounds like when he's comforting me. The same thing is when a mother has a baby. She develops the relationship with the baby that certain Ways the baby moves, she understands. Certain ways the baby cries, she understands. Oh, that's a hungry cry. Oh, that's a sleepy cry. Oh, that's a I want to be picked up cry. Oh, they just whining. They really don't want nothing. They just whining. That's what it is when we develop an ear that hears. When you develop an ear that hears in your home, it's one that's first connected to the Lord. Your ear is connected to the mouthpiece of God so that when, when we begin to hear things, when we have a conversation, because I'm always in constant communication with the Lord, because that line is not interrupted, I'm able to hear clearly. What is it that you're trying to get me to hear? What part of what sound am I supposed to be perceiving? <laughs> what sound am I supposed to be aware or conscious of? Every sound that goes on in your home. The arguments, 
what are they coming from? Are they coming from someone who's really frustrated that someone took their clothes or is it a frustration because there's a lack of respect? Or what about the lack of sound? Do you hear a lack of sound in your home? Is there no communication in your home? If there is no communication in your home, why? Why are people not communicating with one another? What's happening? And if they're not communicating with you, who are they communicating with? Have we opened a door that says, oh, I have now opened this door. And guess what? No one in the home is communicating with me, but everybody in the home is communicating with somebody else. And if there's no communication inside the home, that means the family's not being a family. There's no communication. There's a disconnect. Why? Remember when we're talking, we're always talking about the process or the interruption within the process. Because as a family, we're constantly looking to build our relationship. It's fine when we build relationship with other people outside the home, but to to build relationship, that's what we are looking to do. So in order for me to build a relationship, I have to be in constant communication with you. That's how I get to know you. That's how I get to know what's going on in your life, how I can help you, how I can be of service to you. Because remember, you know, we are ambassadors of Christ. We are looking to serve. We are looking for ways to serve. How can I serve you? So, a part of hearing it also says to be told or informed of. Hmm. If I'm told or informed that someone in the home is going through something or doing something, then I begin to put my ear to the wall and I'm I'm listening. I'm listening to the, uh, well, you know, when the doctor gets his stethoscope and he's listening, he wants to hear how you're breathing. Are you flatlining? Nope, you're not flatlining. You're okay, right? Okay. So now that I know that you're breathing, what are the issues that are leaking out of your heart that you're not able to discuss? How can I help you? I don't just immediately plunge in there and, oh, so-and-so said such-and-such. That's how a lot of big blow-ups happen. We don't want that. What we are looking to do is we are actually looking to be a help. Now, remember, we're not looking to save the day. That's God's job. He might bring you in there and allow you to be a tool that he can use to do a few things, but ultimately the saving belongs to God. You know, some plants, some water, but God gives the actual increase. Allow him to give the increase. We don't have to come in there and heave, ho, do up. No, no, no. God might call you in there for a specific action. And sometimes when we hear news, God might say, nope, just wait. Just wait. Don't say anything just yet. So, so far we talked about when someone is quiet when there's no communication in the home at all that has to be fixed because remember in a home we're looking to build our relationship we're looking to be a family a family is one that has constant communication 
They're in constant communion relationship with one another, constant fellowship. They are, the home is the safe place, a refuge. In a safe place, in a place of refuge, I unload myself. I'm able to be completely free. I'm able to be myself. I don't have to fake anything. I don't have to, you know, put on any mask. I can be completely free. We also talked about when we are informed of something going on within someone in our home. And it can also be someone outside the home, but um, the family made mom likes to talk about the home a lot. And I'll put this interjection here that um, the home is so important. And sometimes we put so much focus outside because we are lacking attention inside the home. We want to please everyone else outside the home because we feel like maybe we failed on the inside. Or maybe because it's a lost cause on the inside. They'll never respect me in there. They'll never give me, you know, the appreciation, the love, the honor, the respect that I need. Not in here. I'll have to get it elsewhere. And if that's you, I encourage you to actually... Take an introspective moment and look inside the home and see what it is that caused that disconnect there. Because sometimes we're actually the ones that are taking part in bringing that disconnect there. Okay, so then uh, we are talking about being told or informed of something. So remember, God doesn't always tell us to run into the fire. Nah, nope. He doesn't do that. But what he does do is he allows us to be told or informed. He may be the one informing. There's an issue. The issue is with so-and-so or so-and-sos. This one's going through this. This one's going through that. And here's how I want you to handle it. So even then, I have to listen I have to be able to listen to the voice of God, hear what he's saying and interpret it correctly. I can't just do it my way. I can't just do it my way because in doing it my way, I may just tear the whole thing up. When in fact, God is wanting me to do it his way because his way is going to be the right way. You know, the Bible says there is a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is death. We're not trying to do it our way because obviously there's already an issue. We don't want to bring more issues to the table. We're actually trying to clear the issues off. It's like after everybody's eaten and you're clearing off the table. You're not trying to bring more mess to something that you're cleaning up. No. You're actually strategically taking things off the table so you don't break anything. I don't want to break the dishes. I don't want to spill this cup that's still got something in it. It's the same thing with people. We don't want to go at the issue haphazardly. No. We want to be gentle. We want to go with skill and with wisdom. We want to be precise like a ninja. I'm going in there. Can't just go in there cutting everybody up. I got to go in there real quiet. 
I don't want to be a storm. I don't even want you to know who that I'm here. And when that part happens, that's when I'm praying in the spirit. That's when I go on my face, God. Or what if you're the one that's seeing the issue, but you know it's not the right time? I got to be able to get on my face and hear what the Lord wants me to do. Because my remember, I got to seek ye first the kingdom and all his righteousness. And then the rest will be added to me. What's the rest? The information, the knowledge, the understanding, the strategy. He's going to add that to me. But first, I got to seek him. I have to know. I have to press my ear up to his mouth so that I can hear or become aware and conscious of what he wants me to hear. He's going to speak what's necessary. And guess what? When he speaks, yikes, guess who he might actually (laughs) direct his words to? He might say, listen, I need you to adjust this, this, and this. And you're looking like, listen, I wasn't even talking about me. I think you didn't hear me, Lord. Nope, nope, nope. Lord looking at you like you don't know nothing. I'm all knowing, boo. I know everything. You got to work on you first. Because the way you are, you don't handle things right. You don't always handle things right. When you go to talk to people, sometimes you just do it so messy. And I need you to do this right. Because if you notice, every time that you do it your way, there's a big blow up. Nothing gets resolved. It still stays the same. And nothing changes. No one is helped or healed in the process. Matter of fact, you leave people more broken than when they came. That's not what we're looking for. That is not the outcome that we are looking for. Not at all. So when we talk about developing that ear, we're talking about actually getting a place, getting to a place where We're willing to grow into something. We're willing to mature into that. So remember, even that is a process. To develop is a process. It's a process of becoming becoming more mature. It's a process of getting taller, getting stronger, gaining more wisdom. That's what we ought to be doing. First within ourselves, then within our home, then outside. You know, if we still think about that baby, the baby is developing inside the womb. Then the baby has to develop outside of the womb. And then the baby's able to go outside. It's the same thing with us. We're constantly in a process. And sometimes we try to avoid the process or get around it by any means necessary. And it takes us so long to get to where we need to be because we are trying to avoid or negate or totally, well, avoid says it best. We don't want to go through it. But the reason that God is asking us to go through it 
is because there's something that you need. There is a part of going through that's going to birth or develop something that God needs you to have. And it also might be something that's being shaken up out of you. That doesn't sound so peaceful, does it? God doesn't always ask us to be comfortable in the process. But communication within itself is a process. I have um, I have a very close friend. Her name is Tia Ramey, and she has a book called Canceled. And I will definitely be having her on so we could talk about the canceled culture. But within it, she talks about communication. She breaks it down in such a way, in such a way. It goes deep into the reason why we communicate, how we communicate things. And it causes you to think about why you talk the way you talk, why you perceive things the way that you perceive things, why certain words trigger you and cause you to become emotional, why you can't handle certain words or some certain types of communication. I know for me, I've had an issue with the word perfect. Ooh, I don't like that. You know, perfect to me just means uh, complete. Entirely. Nothing missing, nothing broken, lacking nothing. And while that seems so simple, you know, if you um, have ever been told that you were dumb, if you've ever... um, you know, been in a place where you were verbally abused or, you know, certain things or people treated you a certain way when you didn't have all the knowledge that you needed. Perfect seems so far away for me. In communicating with one another or when people are communicating with you, think about yourself first. How do you hear certain words? When you hear certain words, let's think about the word obviously. When somebody says obviously, doesn't that have a negative connotation to it? You're like, um, ma'am, sir, little boo-boo, that wasn't obvious. And don't say it again. Apparently, it ain't apparent. Sorry for that ain't in there, but that's the way you feel sometimes, don't it? Sometimes you look at people and you say, Things are not as apparent, obvious, or as common sense as you think they are. I don't like that. Common sense, I tell you. I remember I said that to my son and then I retracted it. Oh, I'm sorry for saying that because I actually don't like that. <laughs> it's almost like uh, Paul said, there's a war going on in my members. The things that I don't even want to do, I find myself doing. And we could say the opposite. The things that we should be doing, we running like Jonah. We just don't want to do it. Sometimes we don't want to make the adjustment, but that's how we develop or mature or advance or expand. I like that. Another word for develop is to expand. That's when we begin to expand. Expand our hearing range. Ha! Listen to this. 
We can hear better. It's just like when we clear out our eyeballs and we allow ourselves to get to a place where we're seeing through God's eyes and not our stanky eyes, our flesh ridden, flesh laden eyes. We can see clearer and we can see further away. I can see my enemy farther away than what I could before. I can see things coming a mile and miles away. It's the same thing when you get all the gook out of the ear, out of your ear, when you get all the you out of your ear, when you get all the people's opinion out of your ear, then you'll be able to hear more clearly. I don't want anybody else's opinion. If your opinion isn't attached to wisdom, to knowledge and understanding, I don't want your flesh ridden conversation. I don't want to hear the gossip. I don't want to hear the juice. I don't want to be a part of your vine. I'm already attached to the tree of life. I'm already attached to it. And attached to that tree is whatsoever things are lovely, kind, pure, just. Where does it virtue? Where does it praise? I'm thinking on those things. I'm spreading the good news. Now, yes, I laugh. Oh, I laugh a whole lot. Yes, I joke. Yes, I jest. But more importantly, I really, 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 I'm really trying to just do it God's way. I don't talk to a lot of people. I don't hang in a lot of groups. I still am a part of the three is a crowd. I'm careful who I'm around. Because I'm careful of what I put inside my spirit. I'm careful about what I'm allowing myself to be around, what I'm opening up my gates to. Because guess what? When we open up our gates, even our ear gate, what are you listening to? What sound waves are going into your ear? And when those sound waves are going into your ear, what is their purpose? Is their purpose to kill, steal, and destroy the purity within you? Some of this music, some of the stuff that we're listening to and watching is simply meant to kill, steal, and destroy the purity within you, the God conscious within you. But because we've entertained it so long, it's become so common. It's almost become like our friend and we don't want to let it go. We've developed a relationship with this kind of music. We developed a relationship with these kind of people. We don't want to let them go, but I bring you back to a sheep. No, God's sheep know his voice and a stranger. They will not follow. You know, your father's voice. You hear him talking to you and you still won't follow him. Come back. Come back. You don't have to stay there. And then just remember that even though God is loving, kind, and merciful, he will not strive or contend with you always. He's not going to keep trying to woo you back. Don't get to a point where God leave to turn you over to a reprobate mind. 
He said, oh, you wanted to do it your way? Well, I'm giving you the opportunity to do just that. Go ahead, my friend. You can do it your way. And since you want to do it your way, you will suffer the consequences. What you have sown, that you will also reap. What does this have to do with developing an ear that hears? Because sometimes the reason that we're responding the way that we're responding, the reason that we're hearing the way that we're hearing is because something has been broken or disconnected. You're not connected to the right source. So therefore, what you're hearing is from a tainted ear. It's clogged up. It's like when you go to a uh, ear, nose, and throat doctor, you go to the audiologist, and they have to irrigate, spray that thing out with some water. They got to get that out of there. Get all the gunk and stunk. Some people have so many things clogged in their ears, they think they're going deaf. And really, it is literally built up, hardened wax that has to be taken out of there so that you can hear. Something foreign has become attached to you. It's messing up your hearing. And now because that foreigner has stayed so long, it's become common to you. You've adjusted now to this foreigner speaking to you. You've adjusted to how it's clogging up your ability to hear correctly. And now you feel like you hear just perfectly. No, you don't. You've just allowed foolishness. And disruption so long that you think it's the way it's supposed to be. It's not true. It's not so. Stop it. No ma'am, no ham, no spam. It's not okay. Develop an ear that hears your children, moms. Just like we want our family to hear us when we say that we're tired. They want us, we want them to be able to hear in our voice when we say we are overwhelmed, overloaded. We want them to hear when we say we need help. When we're waving the flag and we're crying out and we're saying, listen, I just need you to hear me. Shoot, sometimes you're like, man, can't you see? Who need glasses in here? You don't see that you're not pulling your own weight. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. You don't remember me telling you seven million times to do something? Could it be the way that we're speaking is clogging up somebody's ability to hear? Take it from a, 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 a former hellion. Man, I used to yell so much. I think my kids just tuned me completely out. They didn't want to hear that trash. They're like, if you would just speak in a regular voice, we can hear you. We can become aware of the situation and be conscious of what you want us to do without you yelling. I, I nicknamed my own self old yeller when I became aware that I was yelling too much. And then I had to ask God, help old yeller go away. Help me to be able to interact appropriately with my children. 
and not even just my children. Some of us are yelling at our spouses. Some of us are talking to our spouses in such a disrespectful, controlling, manipulative way. And we want them to hear us. This isn't just for uh, wives. This is for husbands too. You want your spouse to hear you and you have not adjusted your mouth to speak to them correctly. For the husbands, the Bible says, dwell with your wife according to knowledge. The woman, for the woman, the wife, your aim is to please. How can I be pleasing? How can I be kind and gentle? How can I have a chaste tongue while I'm yelling and ripping you to shreds? Come on, I was there. I was horrendous with my tongue. And guess what? Men and women, we have not arrived. We know that our children's mouths can be spicy. Sometimes, shoot, we think they, we, the way they talking, it seems like they got the hottest pepper in their mouth. They killing everything around it. It's like venom. But where do they get it from? Did it come from them hearing you be venomous? Did it come from your poison? If you were the one that poisoned them and now you're wanting them to release themselves from that poison, to disconnect themselves from being attached to using that poison to be their defense. Sometimes our poison is venomous words that we're speaking are so that we can block so that we can defend ourselves. But what are you defending yourself from? Is anybody really attacking you? Cause if they're not, uh, put your weapons down. Yeah. You don't need to be Peter cutting off folks here. See the Lord picked that thing back up and put it back. That man needed them both of them ears. He needed them. Peter after cutting stuff off. There's consequences to being Peter. Peter was powerful. But if you don't know when to put up your sword, you'll just be out there reckless. Be at peace. God said it best be still and know that I am God. I've got it. You don't have to defend all the time. Time to fight and there's a time to be at peace. Peter, put up your sword. What are you saying? I'm saying that the issue within your home, the reason that you're not being heard, the reason that you can't hear clearly, is something blocking you from being able to hear correctly? Do you need an adjustment? Do you need to come in and have all the wax and nasties moved out of your ear? If so, allow the great physician to heal you. Allow him to heal you from the emotional and verbal abuse. Allow him to heal you from the negative connections that you have with words. 
in certain types of communication. For me, I do not like when people ask me questions back to back to back. It makes me feel as if they think that I am not intelligent. So when somebody continuously asks me questions back to back to back, I have to retrain myself. I have to listen to who some people actually are trying to make you look stupid. And when they do that, you know what I do? I become quiet. I will not entertain you. I am not your circus buddy. No, I will not allow you to use me unless God says, say this and be done. I'm not going to be contentious. I'm not going to be disgruntled or disrespectful because remember, I'm still trying to keep my character and integrity intact. Like when I went to the Starbucks and the lady failed to communicate properly that they did not have a certain product. So I get to the window, I'm paying for my stuff. And then she tells me, oh, we don't have this. I said, well, you should have communicated that back at when I was placing my order. She tilts her head to the side and she says, well, I didn't know we didn't have it. So there you can hear that condescending tone. You can hear that I'm trying to be nice, but I'm still actually getting smart with you. And right now I'm not having such a good morning. So do not start with me. But that's not what I should hear in a place of customer service. When I'm fixing my crown, moms, I still got to remember, yes, I am human, but as much as possible, as much as possible, I'm trying to live peacefully. I'm trying to be holy like God is holy. When we think of God's holiness, we think of his righteousness. He's all, when we think of Jesus, we think of how he was always in right standing with the father and what made him, what kept him in right standing was his ability to be, be and remain consistently, constantly obedient to Christ, to God. He was always looking to do the will of his father, nothing less, nothing less. He just wanted to please his father. And that's our goal. That's our goal. Our goal is to constantly be in a place where our ear is pressed to our father's mouth. We're always looking to hear his instruction and do his will. The Psalm says, I delight to do thy will. O God, yes, your law is within my heart. Your word have I hid within me that I might not sin against you. Your word is a, a, what is a lamp to my feet? It guides me. It leads me. Your word is my daily bread. It's what I live on. When you speak, I listen. Same thing. He that has an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. Hear what the spirit of the living God is saying. What if he's saying you're in danger? What if your kids are telling you that something is happening? What if they're talking in code and because you're in a simpleton stupor, you can't hear them because it's all about you, all about you. That's what Joyce Myers used to say. 
What if? What if? And moms, we're trying to do this thing correctly. Spend time in God's presence and let him fine tune your ears. Let him clean out all the mess. And it's a process. It does not always happen overnight. There's some things that God does and he does it quickly. And you have one of those uh, coming to America one moments when he said, aha, aha. (laughs) And it feels so good because you're like, oh my gosh, I can see clearly now. And you're like, yes, I got it. He wants to give you more of those moments where you can hear through the tone of your children. Through your spouse. You can hear when someone needs help. You can hear when it's time to shift. When it's time to move. When it's time to do something different. You can hear it. That's what God is trying to get us to the point of. Where we're outside of ourselves And we are moving to the beat of God's drum. That's what he wants. That's what he needs. He needs us to get there. And by all means, please get there, darling. So we talked about when we're in our home and there's nothing that we hear because there's no no communication whatsoever, no conversation, no talks are happening. We talked about when there are foreign objects stuck in our ear and we can't hear. We talked about when we are the problem, when we're the ones who have clogged up our children's ears because we have failed to communicate properly. Some of us cuss so much at our kids that, and then we wonder why they act the way they do. They don't even know who they are because they've been cussed at. They've been called little mother and you little And you little, and you ain't nothing, and you ain't this, and you ain't that. Those are curse words. Those aren't words of blessing. I talk to my kids. Um, (laughs) From the moment my son started forming in my belly, my first son, he's been big dude. Because he was a big dude in my belly. He was the biggest kid I ever had, and he's still my biggest child. But... His name is Favor. Because I gained so much with him. I had so much favor with him. But my princess, who was the first one, oh my gosh, I call her pretty. Because she's gorgeous. Gorgeous. And she's so fun. She's so live. And she's so much like me. Both of my girls are. And they're gorgeous. So I call them pretty and I call them beautiful and I call them princesses and I call my sons handsomes. I call my sons handsome and I call them princes and I remind them that they are royalty. Those are words of blessings. And when they go to talk to each other crazy, I remind them that that's not how we talk. That's not how royalty acts. Not even in private. In private, we're still building one another up. 
Even when everything outside of the home has torn you down, we're still building each other up in the home. It's important. It's a must. I must build up my home. In building up my home, I am building up a kingdom. I am building up royalty in here. I have to be able to hear from the Lord what's going on in my home. I am building a kingdom in here. This is God's gift to me. These little people don't even belong to me. They're on loan to me. These are God's babies. You are God's baby. He loves us. And there's a certain way that he communicates with us. There's a certain way that he communes with us. And we ought to be holy or in right standing like he's in right standing with the father. The Lord is holy. Fix your mouth so that it's not speaking guile, disgusting stuff. So that you're not sounding like mess all the time. And tune in to God's channel. Watch what you put in your ear. Watch what you put in your eye. Watch who you hanging around. Because everybody that you around just don't mean you no good. Do something different. Because we are in the process of growing. We're in the process of experiencing. Expansion. We are in the process of being enlarged. Our territory is being enlarged. God is trying to give us more land. Are you ready to receive it? If your answer is no, simply adjust. Fix your crown. Fix your tongue. Learn how to put a muzzle over your mouth when it's needed. And proceed. Proceed. Keep going. Keep developing. Keep growing. An ear that hears so that we can respond correctly. Hey, as always, you know, I say like it, love it, share it, subscribe to it. All right, this has been Ty, the Family Made Mom, talking about developing an ear that hears. I want you to tune in because we are going to be having a nice little special on Friday called Woman Be Whole. We are going to crush the Proverbs 31 woman cliche. We are going to bring it out in a different way, okay? All right, this has been Ty, the Family Made Mom. Be blessed.